This is Andy Ho, host of the Continuing Education Series, a podcast produced for the members of the French Language Division of the American Translators Association, offering educational content about the craft of French to English and English to French translation and the division. Ben Carl is a certified translator and copywriter based in Long Beach, California, specializing in corporate communications, marketing, and user experience. With more than a decade of experience crafting amazing copy for companies that want to make an impact in North America. He serves on the board of directors of the American Translators Association, edits the FLD newsletter, and chairs the ATA Advocacy Committee. He also chairs the Translatio Standing Committee of the International Federation of Translators. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Andy. It's really nice to be here. So I have gathered you all here today, you meaning Ben and listeners, to discuss uh, Ben's MBA. I'm just going to say he has an MBA, a Master of Business Administration. And I know a number of ATA members have this, but I I chose Ben to talk about it today because um, this is not a qualification that I personally have ever considered getting. And I just wanted to explore his experience with it, what it was like, and whether he he thinks it's it's been worth it. So Ben, uh, start us off. First of all, basics. What exactly is an MBA? Yeah, thank you for the question. So MBAs, um, you know, there are there are hundreds of programs around the world. There are, um, you know, a variety of different things that you can focus on. But essentially, a master's of business administration is a degree that's meant to train uh, management or executives in um, how to run a business, how to analyze a business, how to create new businesses, um, how to manage finances better. Like there's there's all these components that make up an MBA um, that you can focus on. And so I focused my MBA on um, entrepreneurship and venture creation, and then had all these other components that were a part of it, including um, you know corporate accounting, um, corporate strategy, marketing, um, you know, all sorts of different different components. So really like, you know, asking what is an MBA is kind of like asking like, what is a, a French literature degree? You know, it's um, it's kind of what you make of it in the program that you, you go to. But uh, in my case, it was uh, an entrepreneurship focused um, sort of executive level training in business and management. Okay, you say entrepreneurship. Uh, why did you choose that? Were you already a freelancer when you went into this? I was, yeah. I I had um, started my freelance practice um, in 2013, and I started pursuing a master's of business administration. I think it was in 2015, um, and so I uh, was working, you know, really heavily in corporate communications. I was um, translating and editing a lot of um, corporate registration documents um, and things that, you know, publicly listed companies need to submit to various uh, financial authorities predominantly. Um, And so it, to me, it made sense to one, pursue an MBA to understand what my clients were doing better and to kind of have that, that language in my, in my target uh, working language, English, um, and to run my own business better. I think um, a lot of uh, translators think of themselves really as wordsmiths and not so much as business people. Um, And so for me, I 
had the wordsmith background already, and I thought that the the best place for me to beef up my knowledge was uh, in business. So did you choose your program based on the fact that it specialized in entrepreneurship, or is that just something you kind of did uh, within your program? Yeah, that was kind of a happy accident. So I, I decided to pursue an MBA uh, at the University of Nevada, Reno, which is where um, I was living at the time. And it was also happened to be where my husband was a faculty member. So I uh, was very lucky to qualify for a um, tuition benefit. So I um, got, a, got a nice little discount um, on my degree. Um, and uh, decided to do that program in particular, one, because it was um, a night program, so I could work full time, while also being a, a student full time. And that was um, very challenging. But you know, my classes were from 6pm to 10pm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, and so I could balance my work and, and my studies. Um, and entrepreneurship was one of the areas that the program was uh, particularly good in. They had some really great instructors in the entrepreneurship program. There was a really cool um, kind of venture creation competition that students could enter. Um, and so it, it kind of clicked with me um, that I wanted to do that as opposed to, you know, it's it's a program that's located in Nevada. So there's a, uh, a gaming uh, specialization that you can do. So you can like focus on uh, the gaming industry and casinos. Um, there's also, you know, there's a bunch of different sort of areas that each MBA program focuses on. And um, it just happened that they had one that also appealed to me beyond, you know, I, I wasn't so interested in doing the casino one, you know, so um, yeah, it, it, it worked out in that sense. So is an MBA something you had always thought about, and then you thought, you know, the opportunity arose, and you thought this would help my business, and I want to do it? Or did you look at your business and say, you know, I want to take it to the next level? What would get me there? Oh, an MBA. I think it was, um, that's kind of a, a, a cart and a horse question. And I think it's a combination of both of those things. Um, I've, I've, I was always interested in pursuing um, uh, a, a, you know, a degree that was more advanced than my bachelor's degree. Um, and kind of throughout my, um, you know, my, my budding career as a non-freelance linguist. And then, you know, when I started my freelance practice, I was kind of looking for ways to take my knowledge to the next level. And I, you know, considered um, a translation master's or a language or literature master's or um, an, an, an MBA master's also, you know, was got added to the list. And I think I thought, where am I going to get the most value for money, I guess. Um, and also, you know, as you do, you take your living situation into account, you take uh, you know, also other factors, you know, I, I happened to live near a, a university that had a program that I was interested in. Um, my husband happened to work at the university where they offered it, you know, there were all these factors that sort of compounded and, and it, um, you know, seemed like the most logical, best next step for me. Um, and so I think, you know, depending on where you are, your your decision or your thought process might be a little different, but um, it's it's what worked out for me, and and ultimately, I am very happy that that I did it. So, as for the actual program itself, what were some of the um, what I call Gen Ed 
you know, mandatory courses that everybody has to take? And then what were some examples of some electives that you chose to take to kind of more customize your program? Yeah, um, that's also a really good question. So, um, you know, there's the kind of the the common body of knowledge, I guess, that that they expect everyone to come into um, the MBA program with. And a lot of those are courses that you get to skip if you uh, were like a business major in your undergraduate studies, which I was not. I was a um, uh, English to French translation and French literature student and an East Asian studies student. So I did not have... Um, you know, financial reporting and analysis under my belt, or um, I took a course called um, Statistics for Decision-Making, where I learned how to uh, run regression models on, you know, uh, financial data or marketing data, um, knowledge that I have not used um, and would rely on a uh, someone else to help me with these days. But I um, did take and pass um, a pretty advanced statistics course, um, financial management. Um, uh, there was kind of a business economics course, um, uh, organizational science. So you kind of, uh, things that you would typically learn, I think in, a an undergraduate, um, setting. And then, um, there were some others like core, core plus maybe courses. Um, you know, there was a course on, um, IT and communications technology for businesses. So, you know, they want everyone to kind of have an idea of what, uh, you know, what computer infrastructure needs to look like for uh, a company of any size, really. Um, and then there were a lot of different electives courses that that I could take. And so I focused a lot on entrepreneurship courses, um, like venture creation or value creation, um, uh and then there were courses like I took a really amazing personal branding course. Um, I took a bunch of um, really interesting marketing courses. Um, but I could have taken, you know, um, commercial bank management, you know, um, uh, you know, managing uh, banking products and, fi- you know, financial products that are typically offered in sort of the retail banking and corporate banking areas, things like that. So, you know, a lot of programs are um, what you make them, I guess. And then at the end, you know, there's the capstone course, which is, um, uh, you know, a big kind of um, strategic management and corporate strategy course. Um, And you've got a big paper to write at the end. How long was the program? Uh, My program? So it's, it is a full-time program and it was a two-year program. Um, So it was uh, four semesters, um, or four full semesters, and then I think some, there were two summer semesters, too. So it was a good two, two full years of uh, pretty, intense, pretty intense work. And you say you were also working at the time. So how did that go? Um, it, uh, it, was, it was, honestly, it was actually very challenging. Um, it, it takes a uh, professional toll. It takes a personal toll. Um, you know, your... Uh, relationships um, can suffer to a certain degree, you know, um, because you can't be available or as available to, you know, your friends or your partner or uh, your family, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's a major commitment, you know, it's not a decision that that people should should take lightly, um, especially because in, in a lot of cases, and still in my case, you know, it, it 
costs a lot of money to pursue a degree like an MBA. I was lucky that um, because I didn't have to take time off of work um, and because I qualified for a tuition benefit that it was much more affordable for me than for other people. But the um, it's it's definitely I mean, it it's it's a slog, you know, especially with night classes, you know, you, you get home at 10 p.m. and you've still got homework to do and then you have to, you know, wake up and be, um, you know, awake and on the ball for your own clients. Um, and so that that that's tough. Um, but I, I lived through it and I think I am a better person for it. <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, and so, um, I, you know, it, it, it all worked out. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about student loans unless I have a glass of alcohol in my hand. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was very fortunate. I mean, in all, in all frankness, I was very fortunate that I did not have to take out a loan to do this program. Um, you know, I managed to, uh, you know, there, there was some, uh, like payment plans through my university that were not, you know, credit necessarily, but, you know, I, I um, could pay my tuition for the year on a monthly basis. And I, um, uh, you know, I had a nice discount and, and could still work. So it all, it all worked out, but um, uh, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate that I did not have to take out a loan. And I think if you, if, if the, if I went back and someone said, oh, like you can either, you can do this program, but you're going to have to take out a loan to do it. Um, I don't know if I would make necessarily the same decision that I made. Um, I think, you know, everyone has to do their own value calculation, but um, to me, um, you know, student loans are one of those things that kind of stick around for a really long time. And I wasn't interested and, and I'm still not interested in, in taking out uh you know, a student loan necessarily. So, yeah. So, uh, given your initial goals, do you find the degree fulfilled your expectations? Did you gain the knowledge you needed to better understand your clients and run your business? It really did. I'm, I'm really very, very happy that I did it. Um, I think it really kind of shifted my mindset in terms of you know, the kind of decisions you need to make to run a business and like investments that you need to make in the long-term health of your business. Um, the, the Those three little letters after my name, I think are a really valuable signal to the kinds of clients I work with and the kind of clients that I want to attract, you know, that I, um, you know, it, it really, is, at the end of the day, it really is just a piece of paper. And um, you know, these days with online learning and books and like this wealth of knowledge that you can that you can find for yourself sometimes, um, maybe it, it could be difficult to, to justify, you know, shelling out for something like that. But for me, it really has been a valuable um, signal to, to the people that I want to work with that um, that I know what I'm talking about, that I've put in the work um, and that I you know, understand the pressures that they're under, the the work that they're trying to do. Um, and ultimately, I think that that has been very valuable. And at the same time, it's allowed me to be smarter about how I run my own business. You know, um, I think we don't, um, you know, we don't learn how to run an income statement uh, in language school, you know, and or, you know, even doing a certificate program, there aren't a lot of um, courses on professional practice or, um, you know, just 
really basic things you need to run a business well. And I think um, that maybe that was the, the most successful part of it for me. Um, but yeah, in the aggregate, I'm, I'm very, very happy that I did it. And, um, and it's been very valuable to me for sure. I'm just going to put this out there, whether to you or our listeners, that I think there's a market out there for some sort of mini course, uh, a condensed, in, not not in full on MBA, but concepts from an MBA that would be useful for freelance translators. So I'm just going to uh, put that out there and then not comment on it. Right. I think, I mean, there, there are so many great resources, even through ATA and, you know, the um, Back to Business Basics webinars, for example, um, just really good um, tidbits and valuable bits of information that sort of are like a, a build your own uh, mini MBA for translators. I think there's um, uh, there there are, there are resources out there, and there are even you know some great books um, um, that, that pop to mind too um, that aren't necessarily even uh, linguist focused, but and some of them some of them are, some of them aren't um, that are that have a lot of really valuable information that really are sort of like condensed little uh, MBAs in 200 pages, you know? Um, So, yeah. All right. Last question, as always, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Um, That's uh, such an open-ended question. Where would we, where would I begin? It's intentionally open-ended. Yeah. (laughs) I think, um, you know, Doing an MBA uh, was a really valuable choice for me, um, and I endorse it fully for for myself and maybe for people who um, are interested in sort of taking their their business skills to the next level. Um, MBAs are not the be all end all um, of graduate degrees for anybody or by any stretch of the imagination, and and you can learn most of what you can learn in an MBA from the internet uh, and from, you know, really great online courses, um, mentors, um, belonging to a a professional association like ATA that has really strong um, continuing education offerings, things like that. You know, there's, there's a lot that you can learn from doing it on your own. Um, And so, you know, you don't necessarily need an MBA, um, but for me, it, I, I really am glad that I did it. Um, and, uh, it's, I, I've derived a lot of value from, from that experience. And so I guess, you know, it, when people ask me, would, should I get an MBA? Um, you know, I think, uh, you, you gotta, you've got to do what's, what's right for you. And, and when it's, um, if it's the right time for you to do it, um, then it's, then it would be great. I mean, I I don't know many translators or interpreters who've gotten MBAs, um, but the ones that I do know, they seem to have careers that they really like. Um, and if that's any indication, then uh, maybe it is a good a good step for people to to take. Who knows? Very interesting. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with us, Ben. A uh, lot of food for thought here. I don't fancy myself going back to school, but maybe one day. Hmm? Right. Maybe. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there, there's just so many resources out there and, um, you know, whether you go back to school or not, I think professionalizing, uh, 
our language practices is a really important step um, for um, all sorts of things. Um, and so, you know, um, maybe next on the FLD podcast, uh, why professionalizing is important. But I think, um, yeah, MBAs are, and, and just, uh, yeah, becoming better professionals and better business people, it's always a good thing. So whether you go back to school or not, um, highly recommend adding some of those those uh, behaviors to to your your practice for sure. All right. Thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andy, for having me. And um, until next time. This concludes our episode for today. You can subscribe to the Continuing Education Series podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes by searching for Continuing Education Series. You can contact the FLD at divisionfld at atanet.org, visit our website at www.ata-divisions.org FLD, or get in touch with us on social media. This is Andy Ho signing off. Thanks for listening and à bientôt.